0: Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc We got a lot to talk about today A lot happened over the weekend All kinds of different activities and things of that nature But you've seen the title And the title said if I could Now this is not a fantasy program I'm not going to pretend that I can look back into time So we're not even going to deal with that type of nonsense Because you can't change what's been done but for forgiveness was for what's been done. You can ask somebody to correct you on something that's taken in place in the past, but the past is that it has already been living. That is time that is already spent. It's off the clock. So we are moving forward with if I could. Now, if I could are all things that I could possibly do, and maybe you will agree or disagree. Maybe they will add something to your life or make you think about some things that you haven't been thinking about. I like to plant seeds. If I plant a little small seed in somebody's brain, including my. one of the things I'm going to have to learn to do for myself is not be so hard on me. I am very hard on myself. When I make errors, when I make mistakes, especially if I repeat them, I beat myself up. That's just a part of my nature. I want to be perfect. I'm not a robot. I'm far from perfect, but I would like to do things with a manner of precision. Uh, that's the way I try to live my life. I've always tried to live my life. Maybe that's due to me in my youth having pretty bad OCDs. So, you know, things had to be lined up. Things had to be marked correctly, had to be done the same way all the time. There was no room for doing things in a different manner. But if I could, I would try to stop being so hard on myself. And maybe you should learn to do the same thing also. I would learn to relax a little bit more and not have so many strict unbreakable rules in my life i have rules in my life that are strict they are written in stone and they cannot be broken some of them are for my well-being and some of them are to my own detriment i understand that but it is hard to change things that have made you at your core the person that you have been your whole life i do not gossip i do not spread rumors about people. Those are the kind of rules that I will not break. Maybe I could be a little bit more lenient and maybe have somebody in flip-flops around me, especially of the male variety. But as of now, you can't come in my home. You can't come in my car. Uh, I don't even want to talk to you if I see your bare feet and you're a male. So you know what? Maybe I, I should lack up on some of my silly rules that I have. But the rules that make me the core person that I am, make me what I consider to be a decent human being, I can keep those intact. And maybe you a person who has a lot of rules and regulations, and you need to, you know, justify them not only with yourself, but you have to justify them with your intelligence. Do they make sense in this day and age? Or are they antiquated? Something that you can let go of. I have very high expectations and maybe in some situations I should lower my expectations because everybody's not going to be like me. A lot of things that fly for me won't fly for other people. So I have to learn to not put myself in other people's brains. They can't, I can't live there and they can't live in mine. So that's something that I also should work on. I wish that I could turn my brain off at times. I mean, literally stop thinking. I am like all day, every day, even when I'm sleeping, I have thoughts that are running through my brains about what I have to do, what I need to do, what I want to do. All the time. It just never, ever, ever stops. And maybe you're like that. And I'm a person who meditates and it still does not stop. But this is just one of the things if I could, I would do. I would flick the brain off and let it just float into space every once in a while and not think so much. I also would like to stop thinking about what my opposition or my opponents out in the world are doing. I've always looked upon that at work, at school, when you're playing sports. I'm not saying an opposition is somebody that's trying to kill you, somebody's trying to destroy you, somebody's trying to wreck you. But you are in competition, not only with yourself, but you are also in competition with other people who are in the world. And I would like to stop thinking about what they're doing and just focus on what I'm doing. One of the biggest things that I would really like to do is have more trust in God. I say, okay, Doc, you one of those lunatics who believe in God. Yes, I am. I'm a person who believes in God, but I would like to be able to trust God in all manners, all shapes, and all forms and every aspect of my life where I don't take control, but I let God take control of the ship. I let him steer the wheel, and I become the co-passenger. And so far, for the most part, I've always rebuked, the idea of god it wasn't until really recently that i started to address this into my own brain that a god does exist that there's a power higher than myself and i'm not going to cheapen it by just calling it a higher power karma or the universe i'm going to put a name to it i'm going to put it as god almighty and if it's almighty i should be able to trust anything that is almighty that has my well-being at stake uh You know what? If I could, I would lose all my self-importance. I'm trying to come to terms with the fact that I am less than zero. I am basically a nothing and I am a nobody. Uh, Nobody owes me anything. Nobody owes me a response. Nobody owes me viewership. Nobody owes me uh, a subscriber. Nobody owes me a dollar. If I didn't loan somebody something personally, and we made an agreement that they were going to repay me, I'm not going to let my ego get in the way, kill my ego. I'm into feeding my spirit and killing my ego at all costs. I don't need to be an ego-driven person. You don't need to know how much a piece of clothing on my back costs. I'm not a flashy person with a lot of jewelry. Yeah, I got tattoos here, there, but I, I'm. it's not like I'm flaunting them. They're part of my skin. But you know what? I don't overgold. I don't over uh, jewelry wear. I don't do things like that. So I don't have a big, huge ego. And like I said, nobody owes me anything. Nobody owes me friendship. Nobody owes me the time of day. So I always appreciate when somebody takes the time out of their life to listen into what I have to say because you don't have to do it. And, And I don't do this because I'm ego driven. I don't do this because I have some arrogance that I have something more to give than the next person. Because the next person might not, they might have a lot more to give, but they might not be giving anything. So I at least try to give some things. I'm sure there's a lot more if I coulds that I could put on the list, but I didn't want to go all day about if I could. I just want you to think about what could you say to yourself if you could without living in the fantasy world of going back in time, only dealing with the present and the future. Leave the fantasy of rewinding the clock which you cannot do. No human being has the ability to relive even five minutes ago. You can think about it. The feeling that you even had five minutes ago has dissipated to some degree right now, unless it is so traumatic that you're going through something and did not say reach out for help. ASAP, cut this podcast off. Do not collect gold, do not collect $200. I mean, do not pass gold, do not collect $200 and go get yourself some help instantaneously, okay? And I wish you the best with that. But let's let's work on ourselves. Do the best that we can to work on ourselves, become better people. And if you think about if I could, that's a part of if you could, becoming a better human being. If you could be a better human being, then every neighborhood, Would be a better neighborhood and all the people would be more neighborly and more loving towards each other and it'd be a much better world now i know that's a fantasy that will never come to reality but i can dream and i like to dream big see that's one of those if i could i won't take away i want to dream as big as possible i don't believe in dreaming small because if you dream small what's lower than small minuscule And now you have nothing. But if you dream huge, if you dream big, and you fall short of your dreams, at least you still fall in a a mid-level of success. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And I'm going to move on to the regular show. So this week, Paul Rubens, better known as Pee Wee Herman, died at the age of 70. This dude had cancer. He kept it to himself. I think that's a personal decision. Some people like to. Talk about it because they might be a source of inspiration. And then other people like to keep their business to themselves. They don't want others to feel their suffering because him being a celebrity, celebrities fall in a different category. For some reason, people are going to empathize a little bit more than they would with a neighbor for the most part, especially since it's going to be on a bigger scale. Uh, Pee Wee had a lot of issues. I, I thought Pee Wee was an interesting character. Uh, when you take yourself and you, you frame your life around a character, it becomes bigger than you. Uh, so Pee Wee Herman was an institution. Um, I mean, he was in movies. He had a television show. And I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and tell you I never seen the Pee Wee Herman show. That'd be a boldface lie. I sure, I've seen that show. I believe Lawrence Fishburne was on that show at one point. I mean, was it a horrible show? Sure, a grown man who had a chair that could talk and stuff like that. But it was it was something different. So he did make me smile. He did make me laugh sometimes. So I say rest in peace. I mean, even though he did have that thing with the child porn, and I, I didn't go deep into what was that about. But you know what? I don't have to judge him. Pee Wee is in a place now where his judgment, if there's one to come, will happen. We also lost the exotic Adrian Street, a very flamboyant wrestler. I would say from the 70s, 80s, and maybe the early 90s. He died at the age of 82. Uh, Adrian Street was a small man to be a pro wrestler, but he was well built. He was definitely different looking with the androgyny, uh, but he also looked like a tough guy who could really break you down if he wanted to. Uh, As a kid, I didn't know what to make of him. He kind of scared me a little bit. I said, as a kid, me not understanding or seeing a lot of people like that, but because this is pre-Boy George. This is pre, you know what, the only other person that was running around looking like that at the time might have been David Bowie. So it wasn't a lot of men doing the androgynous thing. And uh, so, and then to be a bone breaker in that was horrifying to me as a child. I say rest in peace to him. We lost a young man named Agnes Cloud. He's from the show Euphoria. He died at the age of 25. Now, 25 is a very young age to die. And I don't know the particulars. And I'm not going to say anything bad about this gentleman. But if you are having any kind of mental issues, if you're having any kind of thoughts of hurting yourself, please call the 988-LIFELINE the 988 lifeline just dial 988 on your phone and there will be somebody on the other end of the line who might be able to talk you through a situation or guide you someplace where you can get help so that you do not bring any harm to yourself we also lost mark margolis you know him from breaking bad better call sal and oz for the most part I believe he was also in Scarface, the movie with Al Pacino on Better Call Saul and uh, Breaking Bad. He was Hector Salamanca on Oz. He was Antonio Napa and he died at the age of 83. I enjoyed this man's work because I watched him over the course of three different really good TV shows. So that meant I spent over a decade watching this man's work and I rest rest in peace to him. So Donald Trump, the former president of the United States, was indicted for the third time, people. He's now been charged with his efforts to overthrow the 2020 elections, which he lost. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're sitting at. I don't care what your religious or political beliefs are. The 2020 election was won by President Joe Biden. You don't have to like something to say that is true okay an onion is an onion even if you don't like onions okay get with it move on and you'll be all right deal with 2024 and what you could do to help your party then but you have to swallow the pill and that's why he's sitting and he has to have another court date. I believe August 28th, he shows back up to court or his lawyer has to come and they'll set a trial date. It seems like this one, they want to move on with this pretty quick. This is in Washington, D.C. You got one in New York, you got one in Washington, D.C. and one in Florida. But this is a huge one here. I believe he also has six co-defendants. Code the chance that one of the co-defendants code will flip is high because who wants to take on the federal government? So we got some TV. Hard Knock starts on Tuesday, 8-8-2023. It'll be Hard Knock, the New York Jets. New York Jets are going to be in our face every second of every minute that they possibly could throw the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers in our face. If you watch ESPN, they talk about them on every single show. The Jets have not done anything yet, but they are talked about nonstop and hard knocks will make them even a bigger talked-about subject. I watched, or finished off, How to Become a Cult Leader. If one episode dealt with Jaime Gomez, he was the Budenfeld cult. Another one dealt with the Heaven Gates cult with Marshall April, Applewhite. Another one dealt with the Japanese doom date cult called room. Sinkeronka, and they also dealt with sung Sun young moon's unification church i would say if you get a chance to to watch how to become a cult leader peter dinklage is your host or your narrator it's a very good show there was a couple of episodes even before then i mean i had never heard of J- jamie gomez and budenfeld so that was an interesting uh episode to me because most of these people i had heard of We all know Marshall Applewhite and Young Moon, but like I said, I never heard of this before. So I give How to Become a Cult Leader a thumbs up. Then I watched the, The Toys That Built America. I have not finished that, but I did finish season one. And one of the episodes that really stuck out to me was board games and video games. These were two different issues. One was about board games. The other one was about video games. And I found out that video games, Atari... One of the creators of the gaming system, uh, this or the program that would actually have the game, was created by a black man from where I'm from, Brooklyn, New York. Okay, he went to Queens College. This dude, uh, Mr. Larson, I believe his name is. Who knew? I always thought the video games we have contributed to uh, China or Japan. And come to find out the technology was created by a black man from Brooklyn. I also watched How to Become a Tyrant. Peter Dinklage also hosts this show. He's the narrator. And in this show, we dealt with Adolf Hitler's episode, Saddam Hussein had an episode, Idi Amin had an episode, Joseph Stalin had an episode, Muammar Gaddafi had an episode, and the Kim family dynasty had an episode. So I would also give that a thumbs up, How to Become a Tyrant. Hill season two, the wrestling shows is back. I have not seen episode one. The Shy season six, the final season has also returned. I have not seen episode one. I'll be watching both of those today. Dark Side of the Ring dealt with Bash at the Beach 2000. It was a very interesting program about people. Hulk Hogan, we all know Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, and Russo and how they banged heads at this particular pay-per-view for WCW in 2000. If you get a chance, and especially if you're a wrestling fan and you don't know a lot about it, I think you would like to see this part of wrestling history. I find it very interesting. So Houston Astros Framber Valdez pitched a no-hitter against the Cleveland Indians this week. So Uh, There's been quite a few no-hitters in Major League Baseball. I just wanted to give the man a shout-out because that's a hell of an accomplishment. Uh, I believe he's a left-hander. He's the first left-hander for the Houston Astros to do it. Houston Astros lead the league in the career-most no-hitters, so he's added to that. This weekend, we had WWE Slumber Slam 2023. In no particular order, I'm going to talk about some things here. Roman Reigns beat Jay Uso in a tribal combat match for the undisputed WWE Universal title, but not without a lot of help. He had Solo Sokola help him, and in a real twist, he had Jimmy Uso, which I am really interested to see how they write this going forward. Does Jay bow down and ask to be placed back in the tribal uh In the tribe? Or does Jay go to war with his own twin brother? I mean, it takes a lot of balls to write. Not only a baby brother betraying you, but a twin brother betraying you for a cousin. It's not like Roman's the big brother. He's the cousin. But both Jimmy and Solo have completely betrayed Jay. And... It's almost soap opera-ish. And you know what? I'm loving it. I still think there's meat on this bone. I don't know why people were complaining and they want it over. I think because each and every time they do something a little bit different. I mean, think about it. You had Sami Zayn involved. That played out. You had Jimmy's turn. Now you have Jay's turn. So there's still meat on this bone. This is not a dry bone ready to make soup you still got a meal or two out of it. It's just how it's going to be written going forward is going to make a big difference. You had Bianca Belair who was playing a knee injury. I'm hoping she was playing a knee injury throughout most of the triple threat match with Oscar and Charlotte. And she pulled off the win and she held the women's title for, uh, let's say a hot minute or two. Before EO Sky cashed in her money in the bank briefcase and beat Bianca, which was going to happen. I mean, you know what? EO is now your WWE Women's Champion. Now let's see how that plays out. Does Dakota Kai, is she healthy and she comes back and she wants to challenge? Does Bailey now want to challenge? or do they just enjoy the fact that they have a champion in their midst because i think all the crews that are in the wwe everybody should have a title and that means lwo should have that u.s title coming from um austin theory and because you have a title you have two titles in the judgment day the tribe has a title with roman and it doesn't make sense to have a crew, and they're titleless because if nobody has a title, how big a threat are they really? Right? Seth freaking Rollins defeated Finn Bella for the World Heavyweight Title. I guess they put in a little uh, distinction in a Judgment Day. I really wanted Finn to win this. I think that Rollins could have won it back down the line. And you know what? I think Finn's suffering from being a smaller man syndrome in the WWE. I think that he really should have had this belt at least for a pay-per-view or two to make up for the time that he held the title for two seconds, seven years ago when he got injured. I just don't think it's right, but it is what it is. It was a good match. It wasn't a great match. They're older gentlemen now, so they don't do the death-defying things that they once did. Uh, Gunther and Drew McIntyre for the WWE Intercontinental title was a smasher like you would expect out of these two. Drew Laws, Gunther, who I think is the best WWE Intercontinental title ever. I love the way this man works. I love this strong style. I just like how it's no nonsense. I like everything about Gunther, Up, even including him spinning the jacket off and tossing it to Kaiser. I, I just love the whole thing. Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey caught a lot of hell online about their match. I thought that they did the best that they could with what they had. Ronda, I figure, is leaving for a while or leaving for good. I don't really know. But I thought it was a decent match. And I like that Shayna got put over. Now, maybe Killer Shayna will start going after the other women because she has at least two titles she can go for. She can go for Eagle Skies title, or she could challenge. Also, uh, Rhea Ripley, but I would like to see the no-nonsense shayda Baszler move forward. Now that she has Ronda in her rearview mirror, L.A. Knight made the fans happy and the WWE fans happy when he won the Slim Jim Summer Slam Battle Royal. This was like almost a foregone conclusion that he was going to win this. They had to finally give L.A. Knight a big win. To make the people happy, give the people what they want, type deal. I thought that almost looked really good in this bout. He looked like a monster. He was throwing guys around. He was. It took nine hundred people to get him out. As far as the battle royal was, this was enjoyable. I cannot complain about what was going on in the battle Royal? they had enough faces they didn't bring back any old legends which was good they didn't do any gimmicky stuff and bring back somebody from yesteryear it was all faces who deserved a chance to get a little bit of a bonus on their paycheck by being on a big pay-per-view so uh wwe good job and good job calling the right person to win this la night cody rose finally defeated brock lesnar This was a hard-hitting match. They both went at it. Rhodes sold, being hurt over and over again. Brock beat him up over and over. And he finally got the victory after three crossroads. Brock did the right thing at the end of the match. Not only did he hug him, he shook his hand and he raised his hand. He passed this one on. I am really proud that Brock has come along as a man in this business. He doesn't take it so real that he knows that... He's helping other people to make money and he's helping the product by doing the right thing by it. Logan Paul defeated Ricochet in the very first match. And this was one spot after another two super athletic young men flying around like lunatics. It was entertaining. This was when I went back and looked at this match again. Um they really, really were putting it on. They were doing a lot of flips and flops and I mean, it was just enjoyable overall Summerslam to be was a winner. I say it was a winner of a card. The slowest match was Roman reigns and Jay Uso because they told a story. there was not going to be a lot of high spots. They were storytelling they were taking their time. Those were two elite veterans who know what they're doing so they don't have to dazzle you with a lot of bullshit they can uh you know baff you with their brilliance so speaking of logan paul his brother jake paul won a unanimous decision over nate diaz now if you have not seen this match i cannot recommend that you go back and watch two guys box for 10 rounds who are not boxers either one of them fought a real boxer and i mean a real boxer they both get beat especially if it's in their weight class it could be even an up-and-coming good amateur boxer who just turned pro and he would beat both nate diaz and jake paul uh these guys are not very highly skilled uh I guess it was entertaining for the crowd that it had. It was a lot of people there. So I didn't really watch that card. I just watched this fight, but I didn't find this fight to be what I would call super entertaining. And I'm gonna stay away from these Jake Paul fights uh for the most part because uh I don't really want to see semi-celebrities throwing the gloves. I like to see skilled fighters when I watch fighting. This week we got the FedEx St. Jude Championship. Now, this is golf, people. The top 70 golfers. If you don't watch golf, you get a chance to see the top 70 PGA golfers all in one tournament at one time. And it kicks off Thursday. This is a big tournament for me. I like to see the best of the best go head to head. I mean, there's no fat on this calf, none at all. All the fat has been trimmed over the course of the season that only the elite will be playing. Justin Thomas will not be making the St. Jude's championship. He had an off year, and he tried to rebound, but you can't get one shot and rebound for a whole season. What he did was he failed to meet the expectation of his fan base for this season. And you know what? you will have to sit at home and watch just like the rest of us. So we had the UFC fight night. Hagen fought Rob Font. And I did not like this card, so I'm not going to go deep into this card. I'm really not going to even talk about this card other than the fact that uh, Jessica Andrade got uh, submitted in the second round. And you know what? Andrade is one of my all-time favorites, but uh, Jessica really needs to work on her ground game and i don't know she's 31 years old she still has time to go to the gym if i'm not mistaken she has a bjj uh background so she should be able to fix some things she's been relying on her power her ability to pick you up and slam you on your damn head type thing for too long and women are getting better and better so she needs to work on her skills this weekend coming up, we have another card. We got a card with Vincenzo Luque versus Rafael Dos Anchos. Also on this card, a man I have not seen in a while. And this is going to be on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. That was the main event. Uh, we got Khalil Roundtree Jr., who I haven't seen in a minute. Chris Darkus is on the fight. Juliana Miller is fighting Luna Santos. AJ Dobbins is fighting Tefan uh This is not one of those ones that has a lot of names. Cub Swanson is on this card. I can't even believe it. He's fighting Hakeem dude I thought that uh, Cub Swanson retired. Cub is also a guy that I really like a lot. Jasmine Lucindo is fighting Pollyanna Vera so we will have a mix of women and men aj dobbins is i already mentioned him damon black she is fighting brady hair Stan. so it should be a decent card especially for a card that's basically unless you pay for espn you can see the prelims on espn for free the nfl hall of fame class for 2023 was inducted this saturday Now I'm going to say, I didn't find the speeches to be fantastic. I thought that years past we had people like Ed Reed who tore it up from the microphone. I mean, uh, there were some other notable speakers over the last couple of years. Nothing from this class really stood out. Uh, But I would like to just shout these men out. Joe Thomas, the offensive tackle for the Browns. Zach. Thomas, linebacker for the Dolphins and very little time with the Cowboys. DeMarcus Weir, an outside linebacker, mostly for the Cowboys and a season or so for the Broncos where he won the Super Bowl. Jarrell Revis, the cornerback for the Jets, the Broncos, the Patriots, and the Chiefs. The Patriots, he won his Super Bowl, but he's known mostly as a Jet. Rondé Barber, a lifelong Buccaneers cornerback. Chuck Holley, linebacker for my Dallas Cowboys, and before that, the Chicago Bears, who traded him to the Cowboys, and he became a Cowboy legend, took the man 50 years to get in the Hall of Fame. Joe Klecko, defensive end, defensive tackle, and nose guard, the only man to be all pro at three spots. Who play for the Jets and the Colts but mostly everybody knows him from the sack exchange with the New York Jets and it took Joe about 40 years to get in the Hall of Fame Ken, Ken Riley cornerback for the Bengals one of only two men for the Cincinnati Bengals in the Hall of Fame and it took him uh, forever to get in also and air Correal coach Don Correal for the Cardinals and the Chargers Uh, You remember him, if you're from my day, Jimmy Hart was the quarterback for the St. Louis Cardinals at the time. And the San Diego Chargers, he was a great coach. He helped to innovate this air attack that we see in football these days. Before him, there was not a lot of opening up and just throwing the ball 30, 40, 50 yards. Football was three yards and a cloud of dust. And let's repeat that again. And Ed, Ed carry out, it just took too long for a man of his stature. I guess when you don't have Super Bowl wins, you don't get pushed to the front of the line. And uh, I think that's wrong. I think that if you're an innovator, innovators also matter. They help change how we look at things. They help change how we watch the games that we love. And I'm glad that he finally got the respect that he deserves. Remember, if you get a chance to keep in mind, if I could, or if I can, they, I guess they're interchangeable. If I can, can I, and you put the question mark at the end of whatever you are desiring to say, if I can, because it's important to get better. You have to ask yourself, if I can, or if I could, it's real important. But don't, like I said, don't ever live in the fantasy of going backwards. There's nothing that you could tell your former self. There's nothing that you can go back and tell your high school self, your junior high school self, your child self. Those days are over. And that's what it is, man. Now, I appreciate you. I always appreciate you listening. If you have any feedback from me, I would love to hear from you. Don't be shy. There's no condemnation. There's no anything that you say to me, I'm going to go back and forth with you. I'm not going to battle you on your opinion. Your opinion is valid. Your opinion is valid. If you feel I suck, you can say that. I'm not going to feel any kind of way about it, but it's nice to hear anything from anybody at any time. I do like feedback. And I'm going to tell you this, like I always tell you people, you have a great week, and peace to you and peace to yours.